When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO for two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Kevin Wells, Cody Delmendo, Ryan Herrera tonight. I'm in for Luke Stuckmeyer because he's vacationing in one of my favorite places, Door County, Wisconsin. I love it up there. It only took two extra innings to beat the worst team in baseball tonight, guys. Cubs even up the series out east, 7-5. They beat the Nationals. Patrick Wisdom plays hero, but again, I think the big story tonight has to be Justin Steele, right? I mean, man, another amazing start from a guy who's just been nails since the All-Star break. Uh, well, once again, I would never vacation in Wisconsin, guys. I'm sorry. Like, I just can't. Have you ever been to Door County, though? I haven't. Oh, I hear it's it nice. There. More like and my friend, Dork County. My good, my, <laughs> my good friend, Jake Bunowski, who's been on the show, He's getting married there this weekend. Congratulations to him. Never met his future wife, but I'm sure she's she's nice like he is. But, again, never vacationing in Wisconsin. I only go there for New Glarus uh, and to help pay the electricity bill where the Brewers play. And perhaps go to Madison sometimes. There you Fair go. Enough. You ever been to Door County? I've never been. Well, where's Door County? Maybe all the way up in like the upper right-hand part of the state. Like no. it, it jets out into no. the northern like Wisconsin is dope. It's so northern nice. Northern Wisconsin yeah. is dope. I don't know. Uh, I got if you love it so it. much, don't you marry it, Joey? I didn't even oh, say I right. loved it. I just said it was mm. dope. I didn't say it wasn't nice. I said it is nice. But will I vacation there? Would I take PTO time to go to Wisconsin? No. Sorry. Well, Luke, we hope you're having a good mm-hmm. time up there. I hope you're having fun. I like Door County. Guys, tonight let's talk a little bit. About, <laughs> let's talk a little. Bit I'm about sorry, Justin I just Steele. the show's already off the rails because that game was so weird. It was well, so weird. I felt so content watching it, though. I felt so content watching Justin Steele over the last couple of weeks. I feel like I can tune in and out of the game when he pitches because he's just so locked in, and I just feel like every start he's had the last two months has just been. We know what we're going to get out of him now. It's five, six strong innings, maybe a couple mistakes here and there, but. Keeps the ball in the ballpark, everything. I mean, it's just what more can we want from, from a guy like Justin? He's, so, he's come on so strong this year. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, yeah. he's really been great since June 1st. June 1st is really uh, – he's been on a hell of a run. Yeah, there's been some hiccups in there. A lot, a lot of the hiccups, honestly, have been on the defense. Tonight, the defense showed up for him for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, bullpen was the reason he didn't get a win tonight. But, yeah, I mean – you want to talk about you want you want to sit here and talk about the future. You want to talk about if this team can compete for the NF the NL 
Central Division the NFL title Central. next year. I don't know. I'm thinking up a lot about football these days <laughs> because all I want to do is gamble on the NFL. There but that's why, I, that's why I did that. But, you know, you want to talk about competing for the NL Central title next season? Justin Steele makes me feel a type of way that makes me think that it's actually possible. And some people think that this team is nowhere close to even doing that. And I don't get it because Justin Steele, is, it's like every time out, every fifth day, even on days he doesn't have his best stuff, he's been figuring out how to get you innings. Yeah. And, and we've used that as a way to kind of compare him to John Lester in a way. And I think tonight, I, I don't care if it's the Nationals. Like, Yeah, neither do you, I. Still a great you, start. You, you, need, you need your guys to perform, whether it's against you know, the Dodgers or whether it's the worst team in baseball. The guy went out there and got it done tonight. And uh, it's, uh, it's fun to watch, and I'm so happy for him because the beginning of the year, it was, very, it was definitely very rocky to start. And uh, he's really coming to his own, and, yeah, I'm just excited to see how the rest of the season goes. But I, you, can't, you can't tell me that he's not part of the rotation in 2023 at this point. No, he's, he's very clearly locked it down. Um, just a num- some numbers uh, over his last, what well, this would be now, eight starts. So starting with uh start against Cincinnati, June 29th. Uh, it's over eight starts. He has a, oh, in that stretch, a 1.67 ERA, uh, 1.30 whip. Um, I mean, his, his, how many strikeouts did he have today? I, I don't think it was five today. Five. five strikeouts, so not quite up to the, you know, the 10 and the nine that he had. His last two starts, obviously, it was 19 strikeouts, one walk mm-hmm. in those last two starts, um, but still still missing bats, still, you know, not giving up a ton of hard contact and still just like, I mean, this is six innings. I, I Again, I think you wish or you, you're looking forward to him being able to get more, get seven innings here and there. Uh, but six innings is like if, if he can give you six innings every night, like that's what you want to see out of Justin Steele, especially – you know, he's over his career high in, in innings pitched, or at least nearing it. I'm pretty sure he's over it by now. Um, career high, like going back even minor leagues and in, in innings pitched in a season. Um, so he's already surpassed that, and, and he's still going. He's still getting, you know, grinding through starts, even when a little bit of traffic hits hits out there. Um, still getting through that. Six innings today. I mean, yeah, Justin Justin has been on a, on a really good run. I mean, even in the beginning of the season, I think you can you can look at some, some you know, the, the, the lockout, the lockout and the, and the shortened spring training coming off of his rookie season, his first season in the big league. I think you can kind of look at that a little bit as, as obviously it didn't help him. Um, but now that he's just had a lot of run, I mean, he, he's, you know, knock on wood, stayed healthy, um, just had a lot of run in that rotation, has been, I, I think, as far as, like, guys that have stayed healthy this year, that have pitched well for the most part, just been the most consistent. I mean, Drew Smiley was that for a little while until he, he missed a month. Uh, so I, I think Justin Steele is, like, Starting to become one of those guys where you look at it and you're like, all right, the Cubs are going to be in this game because he's just not going out. He's not getting rocked very often. He'll have he'll have a, he'll have a couple of hiccup starts. He'll have um, some of those starts where he just doesn't last as long because again, um, often he has he has an inning where he just has to work hard, throw a lot of pitches. Um, but today was just one of those starts where he you know he kind of cruised for a while. Right. Like he had a good start. The sixth um, inning was probably the the inning he struggled the most. Gave up the run, run, but then he got that strikeout to end it, and he was pumped coming oh, off the mound. Very and pumped up. I understood why because he missed bad 
I think that count ended up going to three two. I could be wrong about that, but it was the it bat went. It, it was a long one. And yeah, to a couple get of those sh- pitches missed outside right. pretty badly. Right. Right. And don't want to walk a guy there because then you risk getting pulled exactly. and losing the quality start. And yeah. he, but he got the strikeout, and he's pumped up, coming off the mound, knowing quality start, one run, five strikeouts, two walks. Like, like it's, it's things like that that show his growth from April to now and make you – believe in him going into 2023 no i think we when we talked about what the rotation can be next year yesterday um and it was more specifically about kyle hendricks but i I think we kind of threw we obviously threw in justin Steele in that and and no one you know there's no disagreement on that i think he's earned his spot in the rotation next year um you obviously want to see him end this season on on a good note ended healthy um, but going, going into spring training 2023, going into opening day 2023, there's no reason that Justin Steele shouldn't be one of those five guys that, that you know, Ross has planned for his rotation that's going to end up getting the ball in one of those first five games. Like, he's he's proven he, he's got he, he's got what it takes to, you know, to be a major league pitcher. I think he's still working his way towards that. A good, a good, mm-hmm. solid major league pitcher. I think he's still kind of working his way towards that, but he's show, shown us so many things this year that he has that ability. And, and I think you, you can just trust that going into next year, um, you know, he's going to put the stuff, the work in over the offseason to, to try to take an even bigger step next year. Right, maybe um, develop, like, yeah. another pitch or De- something. Develop another pitch. right now get, it's a lot. It's very fastball-heavy from him, like a lot of off-speed stuff too, like with the curveball slider action, but a lot of fastball. But you're right. You, you feel confident about him next year doing adding to what he's done. He just – it feels so comfortable when I'm watching a game now. I feel like I haven't felt this way about a Cubs pitcher since that era, the John Lester, Jake Arrieta, Kyle Hendricks rotation, that staple. Every time they went out there, you just felt like, you know, okay, there's a chance to win this game. Justin Steele, these last two months, he goes out there. Like, I missed the first inning. I was listening to it on the radio on the way in here. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was in no rush, really, to get in and watch him. Like, I just have a feeling it's going to be, you know, Justin's going to give us six strong innings tonight. He does that. I'm looking at some of his numbers just home run-wise. Marquis put up a graphic today. So he's still top three in barrel percentage for this season. One home run given up in August, only two starts. Only one home run given up in the month of July. That was five starts. Three home runs given up in June. One, two, three, four, five, six starts there. May, only one home run given up. And April, only one home run given up. I mean, it's just... It's pretty incredible stuff. He's not letting the ball fly out of the ballpark. No, and that's a, that's one of the things. Is like I, I had the stat pulled up earlier, and I already lost it, and I'm pissed about that. But he had like a top, what was that a top ten like home runs per nine innings rate? Like it was it was well it was well under one home run per nine innings. Like he had it was in the top ten of like qualified pitches. Like he it was it was something along those lines. I think I might be just completely misremembering, but it, it was. It was he, – he, you know, he doesn't give up a ton of hard contact. I, I put the stat up earlier pregame um, from StatCast. Obviously, StatCast doesn't, uh, hasn't updated at this point. But coming into today among pitchers with at least 100 innings pitched per Fangraphs, but Fangraphs, you know, pulls StatCast stats. Um, Steele had the, the fourth lowest fly ball percentage at 27.4%, 10th highest ground ball percentage, 50.7%, second lowest barrel percentage, 3.7%, and seventh lowest – Average exit velocity at 86.8 miles per hour. Like he's just not giving up a lot of hard contact. Mm-hmm. He's not, um, you know, giving up. He's not, not. They're not putting the ball in the air uh, against him too much. 
Um, he's keeping a lot of things on the ground, which if he had an even you know a better better infield defense around him would look probably would look even better. Because um, I mean, you kind of see like it's, it's, I remember going into the season, kind of talked about with Justin, but like obviously Stroman and and Hendricks as like a lot, Miley even as, as starters that had a really high ground ball rates, which is like is the defense going to be good enough to live up to that? Right. Uh, and it didn't for for a while. Uh, but Steele, you know, just as a guy that keeps the ball on the ground, you know, doesn't give up, again, too many fly balls, too much hard contact, too many barrels. Like, that's those are all recipes for a successful a pitcher. And if he can keep that going the rest yeah. of the year into next year, like, that's that, those are all good signs for him as, as far as being a good major to, league pitcher. <laughs> to answer some of the comments, yes, that's Sean and Herb yelling. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I think the White Sox yeah. just took the lead. Um, so. Corey's – there's there's a Corey, it's not Corey Freeman our friend but uh, there's a guy named Corey here in the chat too he says I'd feel a lot better about the win if the Nationals weren't fielding a minor league team and I, I don't know if he's talking about just the game in general or if he's talking about Justin Steele but again it 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 doesn't to me it just simply doesn't matter I don't care that it's the Nationals it's just just much needed experience for a lot of these young guys and it's not like Steele went up against like all minor leaguers out there I mean. Nelson Cruz, in my opinion, is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Like, yeah, like one he, of the best pure hitters of our yeah, generation. Yeah, right. And uh, you know, like again, I get it. Like they're not playing a good team. The Nationals make me feel good about the Cubs and their future, especially the immediate future, because like the Nationals, it's like unless you know a lot of those guys they got back from the the Juan Soto trade are able to uh, or contribute right away here soon, like as next year, and they actually do some things in the offseason, like. Which I don't think they will, because they're a rebuilding team. You know, I, I, if there's any solace we can all here in the chat can take is, is say is that the Cubs are they do seem like they're in a better spot than the Nationals at least oh, in yeah. terms much, of much competing. Spot. Yeah. So um, also, I mean, I think you're like all these guys are major leaguers. All these guys get paid to play baseball. Absolutely. And you can only go out and shove against the guys that are put in front of you. And that's what right. Justin did tonight. Like Absolutely. he went out, shoved for Listen. six innings, kept them off the board. Pretty, you know, the Cubs, the part. I think I saw it at the All-Star break. The Cubs have the second or third easiest schedule the rest of the way. And two of the teams above them, I believe, are the White Sox and the Cardinals. Two of those team, two of those three teams are, I mean, they're playing easy schedules and they're, it's going to, they're going to benefit that. They're not going to complain about that. Like no. who cares it's it about, out. it's, it's your schedule. You play your schedule. Who cares? I would, you know, I could understand maybe a little bit if the team was underperforming like the White Sox have all season and you're only performing against bad teams and not performing against good teams, then I could understand the frustration. But, like, where we are at this point in this year, we all we care about at this point or all we should care about is development of guys like Seiya Suzuki, Nico Horner, mm -hmm. Christopher Morel, yeah. Nelson Velazquez, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson – you know, the list goes on and on. There actually is a long list of players. Yeah. Brandon Hughes, he was great again tonight. Like, there's a lot to watch despite what the record is, man. Yeah, another yeah. one of those guys what has to be. The, the, whose line is it anyway? That's what I say. What was the joke I screwed up earlier? Where the, uh, where the rules are made up and the yeah, points don't matter. And, yeah, and it's, just, it's, it's, yeah. it's just you want to see these guys go out there and do well. You really do. And, Actually, like, yes. they're not, you know. I think we're all we're still on that march to 63, like making sure they don't lose 100 win or lose 100 games like that. 15 away. That, I guess that could kind of be seen as like an accomplishment at this point, like just making sure you avoid that because losing 100 games in any season is really bad, and 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 kind of tells you 
that you're not really where you, you want to be in a season. Um, so that's one thing. But just, like, I, the most important thing, like you said, Cody, is just seeing these guys develop, these guys that you want to be contributors on your next, you know, the next great Cubs team. You want to see Justin and Keegan have good ends of the season. Morrell keep kind of looking as good as he has. Nico obviously playing at a, at a high level like he has all year. Madrigal, now that he's healthy, coming back, having a good last, was it seven weeks now, six weeks now, whatever is left in the season. You know, all those guys that are young that are going to be around for at least the next couple of years most likely, like that's those are just guys you want to you see do well and play well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not all going to translate into wins because the, the team overall is just not built to win. Right. But if those guys are doing well and doing the things you want to see out of them, like that's – that's the biggest positive you're going to take from the rest of the season is that. Yeah, my, my guy, a little yumper here in the chat, he says, I don't understand why Ross keeps pitch hitting for Morrell. Uh, in recent games, yeah, I, I get where he's coming from. But tonight I actually was okay that they pinch hit for Morrell because he just did not look good in his, his few at-bats. You were okay with it. I mean, I had him as, for far, who as far as who you got, <laughs> I get it. But, like, I don't know. Like, he looked, he looked pretty bad in those at-bats. And, like, I don't, like – Sometimes if it if it's that bad, then like I don't mind pinch hitting for a guy, especially if they're young. You want you don't want them to lose their confidence and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I I didn't mind it tonight, uh, but I get it. You want to you, you want to see him get the at bats, blah blah blah. Like yeah, I don't want them to do it consistently, but tonight I didn't mind it. Uh, it I, I don't know what it is. I he's going through that adjustment period again. Like the league is caught up to him. Uh, the last time it happened, he figured it out. Uh, so yeah, you got to get him, got to get the, get him the at bats, and hopefully he can uh, readjust before the end of the year here, yeah. and uh, you know finish this, this season strong because obviously it feels like he has a bright future here, and as at least some sort of utility player, um, and he has a lot of you know fiery personality, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know is fun to watch. So just got to figure it out. I also think that we kind of forget about the thing, and, and you know Ross has talked about this previously you know in in media sessions and press conferences and stuff that you know his his job is obviously to win games like the development is supposed to come in the minor leagues the you know the the front office is the one going out and getting players and doing scouting stuff his job is to take what's in front of him and win a game like that's I think we lose sight of the fact that that's what David Ross is supposed to do is just put his team in the best position to win a game and that may come at the cost sometimes of 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 you know, letting Christopher Morrell just try to work works work through some things, and and whether that's like he you know the the Marcus Stroman thing yesterday, could he could he have should he have let Stroman go one more batter deeper? Yeah, probably. He admitted so after, and that you know that being accountable is obviously a good thing or a thing you want to see or want to hear after that. But I think you you, you we lose sight of the fact that some of the decisions he does make is in the name of trying to win that ball game. Like yeah. Again, we want to see these guys do well. We want to see these guys work through things and and, and just figure out how to play well at at the major league level. But then you also think of just the managers trying to go out there and win a game. And, you know, Ortega's Ortega's base running mistake was obviously – I was going to say, that would be the only way that that Morrell – pinch hit is maybe hurts you tonight other, yeah, other yeah. than that it's just accountability I mean, yeah so the, it's, the running into the out is the only again problem. so so if it's just yeah if you can question the moves if you want or you can wish that he left morale in there just to try to you know to have a better at bat after the first couple you can definitely feel that way like obviously you're entitled to your opinion 
But I think you also got just got to keep in the fact it's like it's a righty against righty. Ortega hits righties decently well. He's trying to win a ball game. I think it was 4-1 at that point, maybe trying to put an insurance run out there. I understand why he made the move. I, maybe I don't agree with it, but I understand like why that's the move he decided to make in that situation because right. I understand he's trying to win a ball game, and that's, and, and that's what it comes down to for him. And it, I'm – you know, I've been – I don't want to say I've been, like, a stan of Rafael Ortega because I, I, I'm definitely not. But I understand why Ortega has remained on this roster while so many people have been clamoring for him to be – Oh, the chat. Go. The chat's – the chat's yeah. all the, all I was going to say, him. has anybody really been, a, like, a Rafael Ortega stan? Listen, at <laughs> one point, he was playing better than Christian Yelich, man. Like, he really was. He realized, and I thought yeah. that he would have been a nice piece they could have flipped. And you know what? They didn't. So now, now I don't him. now I don't want him because he's blocking other players, and that's what bothers me the most about him. And then tonight he has another bad base running error. Like it's 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 it, it's like if it's that was every a really other night. Bad base it was error too. really it was bad, very man. Bad. Like you, oh, you was... absolutely can't have that in extra innings like that. No. And and the thing that bothers me the most about it is that it's not even that, like, he's a rookie. Like, he's 30, 31 years old. Like, he's a, a seasoned vet. He's got to know better than that. You're already in scoring position, man. Right. And it's a ball and hit to left outs. field. It wasn't even it, – it was probably 20, 25 feet shy of the warning track. I mean, that's an easy throw for any left fielder to make. Just a very bad mistake, and that ended up leading to another inning in there, to going to the 11th instead of potentially ending it in the 10th. Mm-hmm. But – no, I, right. I, I'm with no, you. I, yeah, I'm no. just like, he's had some nice moments. He had a he had a really nice second half last year, and he's had nice moments this year. From May to like the you know to mid July, he was really solid, and I thought that was enough value for him to maybe just get something. Like I don't even like I don't even care what Nobody it would have been. No, he, he you know that's the thing. Nobody there was probably no offers on the table for Rafael Ortega. Yeah, and that and that is what it is now. But again. The Cubs are now in this position where they have to, you know, do it. You know, you say that, but the Cubs still managed to trade Dixon Machado to the Giants. So <laughs> you're there, not wrong. There, there has, there had to be someone out there that wanted Rafael Ortega. Like there just had to be, man. Had to be. Can you scroll up on the chat a little bit, Joey? There was <laughs> one comment in there. David Snyder says Reyes looks like the real find. Him and Wisdom supply Cubs with much needed thunder in the lineup. Getting out. Hit by the Nats, our hitters should be doing better than that. Ortega is just about useless. I don't want to say useless. That's too harsh. But, no, that, that was the other guy we wanted to talk about in this was, man, Reyes is – that dude tonight, that home run that he hit to right center, it was hilarious because I remember you guys were um, I'm probably on the other side watching the, the Sox for a minute. I remember looking up at the screen and the right fielder for the Nats, Joey Manessis and then Victor Robles playing center field, both of them kind of turned their heads, took like two steps, and they're like – Oh, wow, yeah, no, that ball's way the hell out of here. I mean, <laughs> hit it like 110 miles an hour off the bat, 100, 107, 107 off the bat. Yeah. Um, this guy, some feet. Yeah. Cubs only paying him a million and a half, Ryan. I think we were talking about Something that like to that, the yeah. end this this year. Hey, you find yourself the DH of the future, plug and play, baby. That's a yeah. – man, he, he looks awesome. Six-game hitting streak, too. Yeah, and what do Come we on. say? He has Can't two years bad. of arbitration after this season, mm-hmm. so, like, they – you know, if he keeps kind of playing like this going into the end of the season, maybe that's a guy that they, they well, that probably is a guy that they decide to tender a contract. I mean, if he doesn't, then they can cut ties with them, and then that's that. 
Um, but, then we will sit um, here and yell, especially but, uh, if he plays like this the rest put of the season, up, Ryan. Put that up, Joey. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was doing this the other day when we were talking about best baseball movies. <laughs> Just because <laughs> he is... He literally looks like he is a man amongst boys. He's, he's 6'5", 265. Yeah, he's, he's gigantic. He, I remember when, when, I, when I first walked into the clubhouse and saw him, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like looking up at him. I'm like, oh, okay. No, he is, he's oh, a big dude, a and, and he has so much power in that. And, you know, he has 30-plus home run power. He's had that in previous seasons. Um, you know, I'm kind of looking into a little bit of, of the deeper numbers and maybe trying to figure out kind of, Maybe I mean I mean it's not maybe it's hard to pinpoint that kind of thing just based on like fan graphs or stat cast, whatever, um, but he has that kind of power, and I know I tweeted this out earlier, but uh, David Ross last week kind of talked about you know, so Framil Reyes, Reyes's pull coming into you know when the Cubs claimed him before he kind of played his first game, his pull rate was as high as it's ever been in his career. Like he he had been a guy that was able to spray the ball all across the field. You know, obviously pulling a little more just because that's kind of how natural hitters do. Um, but he just his pull, he was pulling the ball more this season than he had at any sort of point in his career. Since he came, since he got to the Cubs, that he's starting to hit the ball opposite field a lot more. Um, you know, I tweeted that out a couple of pictures. Um, his he had 14 balls in play uh, coming into you know tonight. 14 balls in play. Let me see if I can find it. He, I'm going to say it was like one, two, three, four, six, probably about like six, six or seven that you could look at and be like, those are those are pulled balls, while another five to six were all oppo. And then tonight, three more oppo. It was the home run, um, the single, and then obviously the um, the line out. So was it the warning track, I want to say? Uh, or at least close to it. So those are basically, those are up, you know, cent- center right center-ish, like a couple, you know, maybe you probably consider those opposite field. Um, but he's, that's, you know, David Ross said that that's who, he's, who he is at his best as, as a guy that in all, all fields, gap-to-gap kind of hitter that obviously can hit the ball out of the ballpark too. Um, and you're starting to see that a little more. Again, it's a small sample. I want to say it's eight games now. Um, but you're starting to see that, or you're seeing that right now as a guy that's just kind of spraying the ball all over the place. And if he can kind of continue that, then you're looking at a guy that's like, yeah, maybe maybe is your DH for the year. I know there really hasn't been like a traditional DH or a everyday DH that the Cubs have had all season because you know Ortega's been in that spot a little bit. Contreras has taken over. Jan Gomes is kind of switching it out with him. Um, just different guys have kind of taken that on. Maybe he's a guy that you could put out there at DH more often than not next year if if he. He played he's a little to, outfield, right, with Cleveland. He too. does, but I so. But the Cubs have so many outfielders. They have so many outfielders, line, right? and it's kind of you, you pro- you're probably looking at him as more of an everyday everyday DH, DH yeah. than anything. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, he's he's looking like the hitter, kind of David Ross described, and the numbers back that up. Um, so if if that's who he is now, or if that's who you know, you, you can keep that kind of going. Like that's very. Good, obviously a very good pickup from the Cubs front office. You got to, you got to give credit where credit's due, Cody. Like that's, yeah, that's a decent pickup right well, there. You know, I haven't seen Michael Collada in the in the comments, <laughs> and he, you know, I know how much he hates Jed. He should be in the comments, uh, you know, giving Jed some props. I know it's only been a week, so I, I'm not jumping too far ahead, but it it is off to a, a really nice start. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if this pains you, Michael. 
Mike, um, Mike Dubs in the chat. Thank you, Cleveland, for giving us a World Series and DFAing DFA friend Mill Reyes. Nice oh, yeah, comment, my guy, Mike. Mike Dubs. I Love also, uh, a lot of people in the chat are also bringing up uh, Clint Jackson Frazier as, as asking if his time is probably done with the Cubs because they got a guy like Fran Mill. And I just don't know. I'm still, you know, as you guys know, and I'm not going to bring up the reason why, but you know I'm a never forgive, never forget person, and like I have not forgotten that Frazier never really got a chance with the Cubs, and I'm the way that that went down still pisses me off when they kept guys like Jonathan VR and Andrelton Simmons on this roster who are now not on the roster, um, and they they probably could have got a longer look at him. I don't know. You just have to wonder what happened. Just there, very, you know? just very yeah. like. You also like, think Jackson Frazier wasn't playing shortstop or second base either. Either way, true. they could. It's hard. True. It's hard to be like Jonathan VR and Simmons should have gone in their place. Oh, well, they had a few more outfielders. They, they, they didn't needed, have. They, they didn't needed, have too much needed, infield depth. They at needed all. the offense, man, and you they, know it. I'm just saying that if there was, as as much as we kind of talk about how does this team have a roster crunch, there were a lot more outfielders. That could have, I mean, that were there ready to play, I guess, mm. versus like, yeah, I mean, eventually some of these guys got healthy, a couple more, you know, Morrell came up and now he looks, he's a guy that could play all over the infield. So if that, you know, if Madrigal never really gets hurt or, or Morrell comes up earlier, like, yeah, you're probably DFAing Simmons and VR a little bit earlier than, than what they Either did. Either way, the point is, I get what you're saying, though. Je- Frazier never really got a shot. I don't know if his time is done. All I know is that, you know, the Cubs are going to be calling up some guys here in September, I think. And I don't know if he's even going to be one of them. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. I won't be upset if they don't because they have so much young talent that they can – that they're going to be giving opportunities to or that they should be that, like, if he, you know, goes on to another team next year, then fine. I'll be rooting for him because, I again, I the Cubs in my just never really gave him a chance, but – Mm-hmm. Is what it is, but again, it's been one week for Fran Mill. So if you know, if he starts to struggle, I mean, I'm sure people will be in the chat will be like, call him for his head if he goes on a nice 0 for 20 here in the next week or two or something, and and thinking that he's that he's not part of next year's team, and like it just it's just how quick it's how quick it, it can go sometimes. But right now he's playing well. I mean, he's clearly not in high demand. He cleared waivers when they DFA'd him, so it just yeah. seems to be like. With the crowded outfield and no, no, no the Cubs claimed him off waivers. Okay, they claimed they, they, him off. They, they claimed him off correct, waivers. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I, I don't think he would have cleared everyone. I think there was something still there. You're like, right. You're right. Uh, the yeah. the whole, but either way, the the crowded yeah. outfield and things like that. I just think that the Cubs needed one thing in particular, and they needed power, and that's what I'm really liking about Fran Mill Reyes mm-hmm. right now. You know, I'm I'm just I'm I'm on board. I'm on board for the signing. I'm on board for it. Two it more brings years a cheap. power, man, which is this team has really missed all season, outside of wisdom. Like, and then Contreras and Hap have have brought some power, but like not the type of power that right Fran Mill has brought. Like. He hits some moonshots, like no doubters. Yeah, and they need it. So, so no, I'm yeah. a, I'm a uh, big I'm a big fan of the signing. Maybe it could be a little bit of a thanks a tip of the cap to Carter Hawkins too. Just <laughs> knowing the organization, never know. Yeah. Um, Cubs win seven to five tonight over the Washington Nationals. They take uh, game two of that series. Justin Steele, six strong innings, five strikeouts for him tonight. He looked great. We talked about him a little bit earlier. If you want to go back and listen to that, but. Um, yeah, overall tonight, it just felt like a very smooth operation. 
I don't know. I know it went to extra innings. I know the bullpen, trading away your bullpen at the deadline. You're going to get a lot of games like this towards the end of the yeah. season. You're going to get games. You know, Rowan Wick overall the last couple of weeks has been strong, you know, giving up four hits tonight. That's the most hits he's given up in over a month. And, you know, but they were able to rebound. And Brandon Hughes, another positive point, too. So, yeah, yeah glad to glad they were able to solidify yeah. it. Well, the Cubs win, but Cody won, too. Well, Cody, what did you win? I keep on winning, winning hit parlays. And if you're not tuning in to CHGO Bets Daily, then, like, I, I, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, Jack R. was, was in the chat being yeah, like, hey, you need, to, Jack R. You, need, you need to be in Cody's, in Cody's hit parlays. Hit parlay. They're hitting. What are they? The, the Cubs' same game hit parlay is now 2-0 and in its last two. Uh, and the MLB hit parlay is still alive. I'm still waiting for J.P. Crawford to get a hit. Um, it's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love gambling when I win. It's the easiest thing in the world. I love to do it on points bet, guys. Uh, points bet sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season, as am I. And uh, with a new offer every day until the season kicks off, from now until September 8th, points bet power hour will unlock a new daily offer from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, I tried to do the times yesterday. But Central Standard was, Time, 12 brutal. to 1. It was brutal. Yeah. Sign up for points bet now using code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a 51 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker Download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gaming problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And, yes, it really is $51 or more first-time deposit. You're going to bet on the Bears-Seahawks on Thursday? A little preseason no, bets? I bet on them on Saturday, and it was brutal because I took the Chiefs because, like, it's the Bears. And I know it's preseason, but, like, they didn't play any of their main starters outside of Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney. And the Chiefs, what, they led it half by two touchdowns? 14-0 and, 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 yeah. and then the Bears turned in the, into the Super Bowl Bears in the second half of a preseason game. And yeah, it's uh, it a brutal, brutal beat. Super Bears, Super Bowl. Well, guess what I'm using? I'm using Athletic Greens since I started hopping on these shows about a month ago. And I mm. heard about it when I did this live read the last time. <laughs> I didn't have the time. But I wanted better gut health, and I wanted more energy, and I wanted an optimized immune system. So guess what? I got on the Athletic Green train. I've been on it for about a month now. I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. It's got this tropical taste to it, and I put it in my water every morning. Love it. So what is this stuff? It's a scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. Get a noticeable boost of energy every day. Have it right now. God, it's 1030 at night and I'm still wide awake. So I take uh, <laughs> first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, giddy up, at a friendly lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, or dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for three less than three bucks a day. 
Now, it is recommended by professional athletes and has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop of in a cup in your water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do right now, visit athleticgreens.com backslash chgo cubs again that's athleticgreens.com backslash chgo cubs to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance ryan, that's a mouthful yeah, it is <laughs> but, ryan didn't you say earlier that david ross uses athletic greens I, I i believe that there's maybe like some uh maybe in the kitchen they're they're making some stuff with athletic greens in the morning mm. i've seen it i've seen it around uh around oh. no it was actually in bush but mm. That could be a thing, man. I'm sure Tori DeVito enjoys that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. I just what? went there. Sorry. What a, <laughs> what a way to end uh, it. Spin was... zone. Um, can we talk about the McKinstry play? Because David Snyder just left a comment that I that reminded me of it. I'm still mad about how that play went down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what was it? It was like, it was first and third. Yes. In, first in and ex- third. No extras? outs. Yeah. In, in extras, extras right? yes. First and third and extras. Um, I don't remember who hit the ground ball. It was Ortega hit the ground ball to second. McKinstry goes, obviously running full steam. Whoever the second baseman is for the Nationals grabs it, and they both run into each other. He he tags him, holds onto the ball. Fine, McKinstry's out. Doesn't get anyone out. Half scores. All of a sudden, half goes back to third, and we're sitting there like, what you know, what is going on? Right. And why exactly? I mean, I'm still confused on what exactly, you know, obviously what exactly McKinstry was supposed to do outside of just somehow it was stopping those, in his tracks, which is hard. Right, right. It was a bang-bang play. Like, it wasn't like one of those where McKinstry clearly saw that the ball was going to be right there and the fielder was going to be right there. It, they literally came at the same yeah. exact time, it looked like. So, Or even that he, like, moved out of his own way to, you know, kind of get in the guy, the fielder. Right. Like he, it was just straight on the baseline. Right. And so, like, the rule or the call that the umpires made, Hap had to go back to third base after sc- scoring, which would have given the Cubs a 5-4 lead. They eventually took a 5-4 lead anyway, but it, they could have had more runs perhaps. Uh, who knows? But hmm. he goes back to third. Ortega's at first and McKinstry's out. And, again, wh- I'm bothered because what what else – It's. You're, he wouldn't have gone home with that ball. He would have tried to turn a double play. That yeah. or just gone to first, whatever. And like, there was no reason that Hap isn't, shouldn't have scored there whenever, like, there was – I just don't see how that call came together whenever, again, McKinstry, it wasn't like a, a purpose play. It was, it, it was a bang-bang play that happened. It, McKinstry didn't run into a guy on purpose in my opinion, I, and I don't so, think anyone else thinks so either. No, I don't think he did either, but I am reading the rule now. It's the fielder right-of-way rule, so fielders have a right to occupy yeah. the space. Obviously, we knew that. So when here's what it's written, though, on MLB.com. Any member of the batting team interferes with the fielders right away to uh, make the play on the batted ball. The batter shall be declared out. If any member of the batting team interferes with the fielder's right-of-way to field a thrown ball, the runner of whom the play is being made shall be ruled out. In both cases, the ball will be declared dead. All runners have to return to their last occupied base. So it was the right call on the field. I guess. I'm glad you were looking at the rule because for whatever reason we – 
for whatever reason, we decided not to look up the rule. Yeah. I don't know. It was. Um, they need to fix that yeah, rule, yeah. in my opinion, because like that. That's it's almost like it a, it's like a common sense rule, right? He wasn't going to go home with that ball. There was one out. He was going to go to second. It was, it was a weird play. I mean, maybe he could have gone home. Like it was. Maybe it would have been a bang bang play at Momentum home. Momentum was taking him. There, I, I you know. would. I would think that he would have probably. He probably would have gone to try to turn the double play. I don't know. It was. Uh, it, it was a weird play, and and. You know, I don't think McKinstry did anything wrong, but if that, you know, that, that's the way the rules are written, and that makes sense. I mean, again, it would. I been still like, don't blame McKinstry for what happened. No, it would have been him literally needing to stop from running full speed to just stop like that. That's because right. that's when the guy. I mean, you, even in slow motion, it was still uh, second baseman grabs ball, McKinstry hits him, and then, and then that's what happened after that. It was it was a very weird um, situation. Uh if that game would have meant something and, the, and that would have happened, I would have been a lot more angry. I just want to let everyone yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, that. it was an interesting, <laughs> it was an interesting play, and it's not something you see every day either. You know, you yeah. don't see base path interference called often on the field, but, I mean, if you're going to call it, it's going to be when McKinstry laid someone out. I mean, yeah, I will say, <laughs> yeah. I will say, I will he say came he up after that without a scratch on him. He did truck him. The Bears may need to yeah. ask the Cubs to kind of borrow, yeah. borrow one of the yeah, players. What, what did Sean call it? He goes, like, he used the hit stick in Madden. Yeah, the hit stick. <laughs> he yeah. ran his yeah. ass over. He definitely did run his ass um, over. I don't remember what we had planned next, but I do have seen don't that. Did you look at the rundown before we start? No, but there, I have seen, and I'm going to change uh, I'm gonna change how we, what we're doing. The new uh, MLB uh, prospect rankings are out right now. From Pipeline? From MLB Pipeline Ooh, right now. New, all in and audible. Breaking all right, news. Let's new, do it. New, new top 100 right, from right here, right now. Um, new York's Francisco Alvarez is number one. Uh, he Was he someone that was, like, kind of rumored? Yeah, there was a guy that they wouldn't give up, right? Yeah. In, in any of those talks Us delusional Cubs fans or, thought maybe Contreras yeah, would get like, him. But. That was, that was uh, – <laughs> but – um, as far as the top Cubs in the top 100 right now, let me get this loaded. Pete Crow Armstrong is all the way up to number 31. Brennan Davis is at uh, number 51, so that's a drop for Orm. Um, obviously, yeah. it has a lot to do with the him injury. barely yeah. playing this year and then yeah. struggling when he wasn't. Um, and uh, Kevin Alcantara, number 91. Uh, so, like, three Cubs in the top 100. Christian Hernandez was in there. Before, right? Yeah, I thought uh, so. I, I, I thought so too. Um, I don't know, but here's how the uh, the Cubs top, I guess, top thirty shakes out. I won't go through all thirty, um, but kind of running them down right here. Pete Crow Armstrong at number one, Brennan Davis number two, Alcantara number three, Kate Horton, and at number four, Ooh. first round pick for the Cubs. Hell yeah! Uh, Jordan Wicks up to number five, Christian Hernandez right now number six, Ben Brown brought in. Uh, you actually just followed Cody on you Instagram did, he or did. Twitter. You followed me on Twitter. There you go. You just followed Cody. Brought in an, as the uh, David Robertson trade. Yeah. Um, not even a couple, you know, just a couple weeks ago. Shout out um, to him. He's at number seven. Jackson Ferris, second round pick this year, already up to number eight. Uh, <laughs> Alexander Canario was in the Chris Bryant Chris trade. Chris Bryant trade, yeah. He's mm-hmm. number nine. Owen Casey, number 10. Uh, he came in the U Darvis trade, yep. if I'm not mistaken. James Triantos, number 11. Hayden Wesneski. Number 12 was the starter they got from the Yankees for Scott Efros. And then you uh, just kind of running out the rest of the top 15. DJ Herz, Caleb Killian, Moises Ballesteros, and then it goes down from there. But Ballesteros, a, a catcher down in Myrtle Beach, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? There's so a where's Amaya? Yeah. Uh, Miguel Amaya is actually number 16, so he's okay. right right there. Okay. Um, Ed Howard out at number 20, but again, you know, the, the injury hip, the hip, hasn't played. The hip injury hasn't played. Either um, way, man, that's a Cole Franklin was the guy we heard about a lot. He's at number twenty nine. Wow. 
Oh. Um, Ryan Jensen, I I want to say he was number twenty nine before this. Kevin Kevin Alcantara jumping into the top one hundred for MLB, I think, is super exciting. Yeah, Porter Hodge up to number twenty two. He's been he's been killing it. He yeah. also follows me on Twitter. Yeah, Shout Matt, out. Did, what did you say Alcantara was 90, 91. 91 overall in the top one hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That is. Exciting. Um, he's been a fast Matt, riser too. Yeah, he has. But you know, like, PCA's exploded this year. Like, you it's know, crazy. Uh, like, they've you got. Guys, a, yeah, he's been nuts. You guys ever watched the show The League? Yes. Oh yeah, that was okay. You know every time show. you know every time they do the draft and Ruxin would like schedule like his his like bed session or whatever you want to call it with like the draft board after his draft. You know what I mean? Like yes. he's yeah. like just like gaze like stares at it for like hours afterwards because he loves it so much. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm gonna do with the Cubs top thirty when I get home when we're done with this because yeah. the way he just read it to me, I. I am just, <laughs> yeah, man. I am filled with joy. Man, I, I, this this yeah. this four. farm that's, system, yeah, this farm system bangs, man. I'm Cade Horton already being yeah. number four is oh, super and here's uh, here's a couple more. Matt Mervis checks in at number twenty one. Ooh, everyone's uh, you know, I'd be seeing everyone asking same, when right? Matt Mervis is gonna get called up. Yeah, I think you're holding your breath if, if you think it's gonna happen this year or hoping it's gonna happen this year. You can probably assuming a wait till twenty twenty three for that. Um, but then two more draft picks already in the top 30. Nazir Moulet checks in at number 23. He was that two-way guy drafted as a pitcher, but I think they're going to let him. Yeah. They're going to let him, you know, maybe. I, tweeted, I remember I tweeted a video out yeah. of him doing an interview with, like, Harold Reynolds and MLB Network, and Did, his his vibe was something yeah. that I can't wait to see at Wrigley Did you guys see, uh, it was, I don't know what game he was playing in, but then he's like he like hit a home run and and like pimped it. Yeah, like absolutely pimped it. It was it was yeah. pretty cool. And stared at the other the opposing um, dugout or whatever. And then yeah. right behind him at number twenty four is uh, Christopher Paciola. Paciola. I'm not exactly sure how to say it. Christopher Paciola. Paciola. Uh, one of the three position players they drafted this season. Three uh, or four. Back in June, three or four. So yeah, yeah there's two more two more draft picks right there. Uh, but these a lot of these guys are guys we've heard about all year, but that yeah. maybe were under the radar beforehand. Luis Devers in at number twenty six. Um, heard Luke a lot Lito's in there. Uh, again, Porter Hodge is a guy that I think we've been hearing about more and more lately. Mervis, same thing. Daniel Palencia. I'm also um, interested now to where MLB ranks the Cubs system. I'm gonna yeah, is that in there too? I'm you see? I mean, it's it's got to be I don't, up top there. eight. Yeah, if I that, would say probably if top, it's not top, top seven, eight, top six. Yeah, I don't see it here. I don't know how to. I'll, I will look and see if I can find it. But <laughs> well, here's my question then: of all those guys that you listed, mainly like the top guys, Kate Horton. We heard Jed talk about as soon as they drafted him. You know, we think this is the best pitcher in college. The way he performed, and we think he's going to be a quick turnaround. Probably not next year. Really, not next year for him. But year after Kate Horton, maybe. Perhaps. Maybe they see maybe him next like year how for they PCA? see Jordan Wicks. Yeah, I think Jordan exactly. Wicks cool could be with the Cubs next year. Like, what about PCA? You think he can maybe next season? You have to. He would have to take an insane jump at Double A. He's been in. Well, he was at Myrtle Beach and then he went to to Single A. Just saying, we've seen so many promotions from Double A that that's what makes you think that maybe yeah. he might. He would have. To, it, it would just really depend on how well he plays at at Double A and if the Cubs are competing in the second half. Like, yeah. I I I would be interested to see what they would do, but. Yeah. yeah, and um, I so think I would lean more twenty twenty four for PCA, hmm. but okay. yeah. you know, I think we kind of skipped over the uh, Caleb Killian yeah. down to number fourteen drop. I think he was number six preseason, maybe even number five. Yeah. Um, so a drop. I don't know if that has more to do with 
the guys that have really picked it up, some of the draft picks getting thrown in there, um, and a couple of guys that they traded for as well. Or, I mean, he's, he has – he struggled, obviously, in the majors when he was up here um, and had control issues and, and different things going down in, in AAA that affected him there for a while. So that, I think that just kind of reflects a little bit of everything. Whereas, like, when he hasn't kind of jumped out from the pack, a few other guys that have the potential or have already – have kind of jumped him in that in that prospect rankings. I, I still I still think Caleb Killian is, is I still can see him coming back up this season at some point. Same. I can still see him being a guy that you know you want to see you want to see get a, get another chance at, at starting even if it's not full on rotation at least spot starting getting starts down the stretch. Um, but that you know that is that is definitely a, a could be like a consistency factor too. I I just feel like. Those spot starts for young pitchers, just coming up in those moments. I, I understand there's not a lot of pressure on this team this year because they're not very good, but I feel like coming up in the major leagues and not having a lot of experience already pitching there, at making your first start, you know, mm-hmm. he pitched pretty good in his first start, but, you know, going back down, coming back up, going back, like not having that consistent stretch of games, I feel like has to play a lot into a young young pitcher's mind. But unfortunately, that's the grind. You've got to go right. through that. I that, think that's why I think he's I think his route right would have been a lot different if he just didn't have the command issues, which was something that, you know, we were told that wasn't supposed to be a problem for him, and it became a problem after the first start against St. Louis, right? Um, and then it kind of continued down in Iowa a little bit. He's he's coming around a little bit. I I don't know. I I do think he might be someone we see, you know, in September. Yeah. Uh, I would hope so. Uh, you know, he pitched. He he's pitched pretty well the last couple outings in yeah, Iowa. Yeah, in Iowa, he's so turning around a little bit. I don't know, like if this is a possibility. The Cubs have so many starting pitchers because they didn't move Drew Smiley and they couldn't move Wade Miley because of his injury. Like, you think Killian's a guy that maybe they bring out of the bullpen as like long relief? Could role be or too. Something they like they that? need, especially with guys like Steele and Keegan surpassing their career highs, like you know, mm-hmm. kind of in pushing innings. that. Firmly cementing themselves into the rotation. Yeah, there may be yeah. times where, you know, you kind of need a guy just – you might just need to bump them back or throw a sixth guy in there just to make sure some of those innings are getting picked up by someone else. I could see it. I could definitely see I know we've talked about Wesneski too. He's number 12, um, is potentially coming up in September. I think we got to wait and see. But I could see – I mean, there's definitely a, a good possibility they come up. Those are the two guys. One or, two, one or both come up. Those are the two guys I want to see the most in September because, like – if those guys, you know, can become quality pitchers, that really changes the outlook for next year's team, in my opinion. I mean, again, Wesneski was a, is a guy that they said that is MLB ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Killian's already made his major league debut, and we've seen the good and we've seen the bad. Like, you mm-hmm. get those guys on whatever offseason program and, and with some experience from the last, like, month of this season and – go into spring train next year with some sort of plan for them. And who knows? Like, I, I don't know. Like right now, the, just because of the roster, <laughs> it's just it's hard to see, like, where they fit in. But I'm excited to see where they fit in, though. There was a lot of guys in the chat earlier, right as we started, too, just when we were talking about how great Justin Steele was tonight. And he was great again. He's been great since the you know second half of the season. Where there are guys talking about, oh, man, what a, who are they going to go out? Can we maybe go get a guy like – DeGrom, can we maybe go get a guy like, uh, sorry, what's his name in, on San Francisco? Why can't I think of his name? Oh, Rodon? Yeah, Rodon. You know, 
go get a go get yourself a power top line starting pitcher to mix in with some of these young guys. I don't think that's out of the question. I really right. don't. I think the Cubs, the majority of their resources this offseason, I think will be spent on power. It's just been an underlying theme of every Jed Hoyer press conference over the last couple of months. But I don't think that's out of the question, going out and maybe trying to get yourself a good deal on a top-end starting rotation to mix in. You're still going to have Stroman next year. You still have Hendricks next year. But getting maybe one more guy to really round it out Having Smiley in there still, you know, you choose to take mm. him, get him back, right? He is a mutual option. Mutual option. Mutual so, option. I don't know. I think I it's know. possible. I really do. And then that paves the way, kind of leaves the door open for those young guys to kind of come up and make spot starts. Like, you know, guys like maybe Cade Horton the year after. I don't know. Don't sign a guy to a super long-term deal for a power pitcher in the, in the front end, but leave some breathing room too. I don't know. There, there has to be a happy medium there, I think, for, for that. Right now, Pipeline's projection is Kate Horton, 2025. Okay. So there's that. Also, you look at it, and so there's six position players in the top ten of the Cubs system. Five of them are outfielders. (laughs) Are going to have another outfield crunch. Yeah. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I think it'll be one more fans are, like, accepting of, of having an outfielder crunch um, over the next few years. I I mean, obviously, they got Brennan Davis – uh, that's like something next year, uh, maybe PCA and Alcantara twenty twenty four, um, and you just kind of see where the rest of these guys kind of fall. And in right place, now, but. you're looking at PCA and Alcantara and Davis being like your your three, and that that still doesn't stop me for not thinking Hap should hang around because you got, you got that DH. Well, so yeah, Sayo's going to be around. Sayo's going to be there no matter what. Yeah, right. So he's I, that right fielder a, for sure. It is going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. But again, Alcantara is in, he's, he is in Myrtle Beach. He has been in Myrtle Beach all season. So I expect him to be in, yeah. in South Bend next year, and we'll see if they promote him to double A or not. But I still think he is probably a 2024 at the earliest along with PCA. So, you know, I, I think that thinking about, oh, should we move Hap because those guys, or should we, you know, are, are we in on Saya even though he's on a five-year contract? So clearly they are. Uh, like, should we call one of those guys up early? No, like, I think you got to you gotta treat, you gotta treat those guys like gold down there uh, and, and make sure they're ready when they are. I'm different about Davis because he had such a great – season last year and was really coming to this year with momentum and then the injury and blah, blah, blah. We all know next, like I said last night, Davis is someone that I'd love to see an early call up next year that can take over center field and play with Hap and Sayo. Yeah. And then like, I think I mentioned it to you. I saw some, I saw a tweet. I forgot who it was that um, the rookie or the uh, Arizona complex league season ends next Tuesday, next Wednesday, Tuesday, something like that. So then if he doesn't, if he's not ready to go to AAA by then, which maybe he won't be, could go to one of the A levels, maybe South Bend or something. But it's also like with Brennan Davis, there's no point in rushing him back right now and, and just trying to, you know, I know Jared Banner and, and everyone else in the front office have, to, have talked about taking it one day at a time with him. I agree, obviously. It, I don't I don't see a point in, in trying to get him as many AAA at-bats this season. Like if, if he goes to the, to the Arizona Fall League – you know, you, then then that helps him kind of get back some of this development. He has spring training, probably starts next season in, in AAA. Um, and then even if even with a quick call, if it does happen, like he's starting the season in AAA, in my opinion. 
Um, mm. It's it's just not to the point where it's just not it's not worth trying to get him right back into AAA as soon as possible. Just make sure he's healthy. You got a month and a half left in the season. Make sure that guy's healthy. Make sure he can finish the season and, and go into the Arizona Fall League, go into the offseason just in a good place healthy, health-wise. Just make sure that that's the number one priority for a guy like that because that is your former number one prospect now, right? That, that's that's one of the guys that you're kind of counting on coming up, especially coming up at some point next year. You were probably already considering him coming up this year mm-hmm. if he played well and then didn't get injured. This is a guy that's probably going to be up at some point next year, assuming good play and assuming good health. Um, so just right now, it's just I, I don't I don't see the need for them to try to to really rush him back into any of the you know yeah. AAA games. No no cups of coffee at the end of the season. Like just let him get healthy. Let him just work his way back as as at a good pace that makes sure he gets to you know October and beyond healthy. Yeah. You mentioned former number one prospect. Uh, is uh, Braylon Marquez not in this top 30 either? I don't think I saw him in here, actually. Not surprised. No, no, But no. I'm just curious. Just with the lack of, of – hasn't just hasn't played, played a game in two years. <laughs> what, was it September 2020? 2020? Yeah. Right, because I think – did he miss all of last season? Yeah, he didn't pitch I wanna, all I want to say he did. Yeah. Then obviously hasn't pitched this year and isn't going to pitch again this year. Yeah, I mean, I not a surprise, yeah. especially with, you know, the, the kind of – the farm system getting better over the last calendar year, 18 months, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, the, the, the farm system's gotten better. Um, you know, better arms have, have come into the system that are starting to show, show some things. Um, I'm not surprised. It is disappointing because he was a highly regarded prospect in that system for a while. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of when you're not pitching for so long and, and things just aren't going well for you that, you know, these prospect rankings don't, don't care. Yeah, I, these Ross, these prospect rankings don't care about your feelings. Like right. it's, they're just they're they're there hey, just to rank like, the prospects that are healthy. I know I said what I said earlier, but like, you know, there's guys that aren't in the top thirty that are that are that <laughs> might be in a top thirty in in yeah. other team systems. This this, yep. this farm system is deep, dude. It's good. I, I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, they the Cubs don't have like a Chris Bryant type prospect like like top tier like right. like they are, but like. Still have a ton of talent. They have a, they have a lot of depth. depth. They have a lot yeah. of good depth. They don't have right now. A lot now, of these the guys su- won't play for the Cubs. A lot of these the guys are going to be type player, A lot of these guys are going to be traded for yeah, hopefully be trade star pieces. players. Yeah, yeah. Like this yeah. is that that's that's what the buildup of this season was for. That's why yeah. they went out and traded a lot of these guys, signed a lot of these bullpen. They're good at this development type of thing, and when they are competing again, and when you know there's going to be they're going to need a starter at the deadline. A lot of these guys are going to that's yeah. going to be. That's going to be what they're used for. Yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was a good uh, was a good part or a little segment there, Ryan. Yeah, great, man. great I, audible, I, I man. saw it on Twitter. I'm like, we need to talk about this. That was this great. This is right there. Well, um, after all that, do we want to bet on the Cubs to win the World Series next year? Um, I <laughs> no. Definitely won't, don't bet on them this but year. But if no. you enjoy CHGO, yeah. one way to help us grow <laughs> is to help download the points bet app and use CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to use two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks, but you make it a $50 more first-time deposit. You'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now. Register from your account from start to finish, all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
So should we should we just go into a little bit of the injury updates we kind of got sure. today? We got a few minutes left. Injury right? updates and who you got? Quick. We got to oh. talk. Injury updates. Should we do who, who you got, got first? We'll just do That's the one. Fun. We'll do the one. Wade Miley right. Right. rehab in Iowa today. I think we saw that he had five innings, two hits, one run, zero earned, two strikeouts, one walk. He, I mean, he's been he's been rehabbing for a little while. He's gotten a few turns down there. Um, haven't got to talk to him in a sec, but uh, it's it's this is I mean. At this point, it's just a guy that you're you're kind of hoping can come back up and eat up innings just to get to the end of the season. Like again, if he was healthy going into that trade deadline, he probably would have been a good trade chip because when he was healthy, he looked good. Yeah. And obviously, like you know, the pace on the mound is great for us because mm-hmm. the games awesome. go by usually quicker. Uh, but he was good when he when he pitched for the Cubs. Um, Have you just, ever had the chance games. to interview Wade Miley at all in a clubhouse setting yeah, before? Yeah, he's, he's great. an awesome guy. Yeah, he's man. a great he's a great quote, great talker. Um, you know fun just to kind of shoot the shit with honestly yeah um i, I love he one of my when i was interning up in milwaukee i i got to talk with him a couple times during i just seemed like every game i covered was a brewers reds game it just seemed like I probably covered 12 of them that summer just yeah but wade miley pitching a few of them just a like salt of the earth guy i really really enjoyed talking to him so i'm curious yeah i am curious to hear what uh what his thoughts are on next year maybe he wants to come back here yeah, maybe, maybe he's interested in Doing another one-off deal or oh, not? Yeah, because maybe, maybe the depth maybe, would be great. Yeah, maybe he feels like, hey, he really didn't get the shot that he or health, you know, health didn't allow him to have the shot or to t- take advantage of the shot he was the giving. Few this appearances year. he had, like saying. he was solid, right? Oh, he, he was, he was, he was definitely a good pitcher when he was healthy. It just right. it's only been four games he pitched all year, and I, I think at the, yeah, at this point it's like again when we go back to with Keegan and Steele kind of reaching past where they've been as far as innings goes, like. Just another guy they might just throw out there, especially if Hendricks doesn't pitch again this season, which I think we're kind of looking at it that it's not going to happen. Yeah, um, Tommy Hadovy kind of hinted at that, yeah, right? Yeah, just a starter that you know, he's just a guy that can go out there and start some games for him if he gets healthy enough. Yeah. Hey, listen, like I, I don't really know, I don't really know how to feel about Wade Miley in terms of should he be here next year? Like, I get him real cheap because like you want to talk, you want to think about it. Like they paid him like ten million this year. That's that's way too much for someone who made who made four starts. But, I mean, he he made that kind of money because he's a good pitcher, though, uh, when Coming healthy. Coming off a career year. Right. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know. I You bring him back. If, if, if you decide to not bring back uh, Drew Smiley, but you bring back Wade Miley instead, fine, whatever. I just don't – as long as you don't bring them both back. Because I, I just feel like they're just going to have too many arms. And you and, – you want the young guys to get opportunities. You do want to see the yep. young guys get opportunities. Get like, this year is about, like, exploring what you already had. Next year is really about developing what you what, the young pieces that you have accumulated yeah. from the two-year or the year and a half of rebuilding or whatever you want to call it. Jed doesn't want to call it that. But you know what I mean. Like, so <laughs> I just don't want to take away opportunities from guys like a Caleb Killian or a Hayden Wisniewski. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're well. top – your prospects for a reason all depends on how they see themselves as a team next year and what they do in the offseason i I know the i know the amount of innings pitched is is a thing too like they don't want to you know don't want to make those guys throw however many innings like like 30 starts worth so i get it uh i don't know it's just gonna i just don't really know how to feel about it i'm just he's on wade miley's on my list of biggest disappointments of this season and that is what it is. So, 
Who you got tonight? I got robbed. I'm just going to say that. I got robbed. No, no, no. Kevin, Kevin comes in late. I showed up a half inning late. Either I was way, listening to it on the way here. Either way, the lineup was out three hours Such before. BS. Me and Cody got our picks in prior to the game. Yep. Kevin didn't. He's even lucky we let him have a pick. Absolutely. Um, but he got in after Justin Steele had already pitched. I think Velasquez was batting when he got in here. So the only one left that he could pick was Morrell. We gave, I gave you the option. I mean, I guess... I was going to say, if Ian Happen hit a home run, I was going to be like, I gave you the option to pick Ian Happen. What, do you want me to text and drive? I wasn't supposed to, or slack and drive, send my that, pick in hey, while were you, I'm driving. Were you, were you driving Chicago for rush hour? Were you driving That's for why hours? Cody uses the scooter. Yeah, right? <laughs> so much sense. You, you weren't taking a three-hour road trip. That, that lineup was out long before oh, you I had enough of it. a three-hour road trip with you last yeah, week. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys time. weren't coming back from Dyersville. We had a great time. But oh, it was a wonderful time. So, yeah, so he had morale. Uh, was he 0 for 2 or something like that today? Yeah, and then he got pinch hit for uh, in the 5th or 6th inning. Yeah, uh, I think it was 7th yeah, So inning. Kevin's out. Seventh Sorry, buddy. Um, so it's... Uh, <laughs> Wrap it up. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> quit, quit moaning and uh, The rest <laughs> is... You're out. Um, so Cody had Nico. 3 for 4 today. A walk, an RBI, and a run. Yeah, that's your winner. I had Reyes. 2 for 5 today. 2 runs, an RBI. Reyes hit a homer. Yeah, more total uh, bases, more Congratulations RBI. to... Cody! No, get the fuck out of here, man. Four hits. Take that, Stucky. No, I want... Come on, County. dude. Are you kidding? He didn't have four hits. He had three. Three, three hits. hits and a walk. Three, three hits, hits four times on base time. versus one home run. Franville Reyes had five total bases. Ooh. Well, that's really just one home run. And two and, and one more RBI. Okay, I will confer yeah, with Nico's Stucky. Now, Nico's almost a four-war and more now. And another run. He had one more run. Ryan loves using the runs argument for who he, he had got. Another he scored run. a run. He had another run, an extra <laughs> RBI, and an extra, was it going to like an extra, another total base. So Come he on. had more, no, he didn't have more RBIs than Horner he, tonight. He, he, he had, had two. I'd say a point for so each of you. Okay, so that's same. Yeah, no, they same had the same amount. You want to give a point for each? Actually, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll be okay with that because then it breaks right. my tie with Stucky. And right. I just want you guys both to, deserve a point for this. I want him to be upset. I want Stucky I, to I be mean, upset. he's going to be upset. I feel like you can't just come up with an impromptu rule and be like, yeah, actually, we both get a point. Tonight. Oh, we've, no, we've, we've, we've done that plenty of times. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, me and Luke have, done, have used this again. There was that day that you, that you were on the road, like when I had just gotten back from St. Louis and you like lagged out of the stream. And so me, me, yeah. Stucky, and Jared just gave each all three of us a point, and and, and Cody didn't get anything. Ah, so. uh, that's what happened. So that was uh, yeah, I was sweating so much that day. In yeah, my you car. were you were feeling it. Uh, so congrats to you both tonight. I was robbed. I wanted Justin Steele. He did. As I said earlier in the show, every time I sit down and watch Justin Steele, the last time I was on here, six innings strong. I know they lost the game to the Orioles, but it was still a nice, consistent. Outings is what we're getting from him. I can sit down, watch a game. I can go up and grab a beer or something, miss like a couple pitches, come back and know that the ball will not leave the ballpark. There won't be many guys on base. It's just a smooth sailing. It's, and I don't know. That's why I wanted Justin Steele tonight, and I, I didn't get him. So otherwise, should've, I still think yeah, I still think Corner would have just let us know earlier. Yeah, should have got your uh, should have got your pick. It would have been close, honestly. You not sure Steele gets him a win either. Honestly, way. I would have. Yeah, I would have been okay if all of us got a win. Here's a better shot. I would have been okay if all of us got a point if you actually would have been able to pick. I know Steel. Corey he's talked about it yesterday how he didn't want Kevin to get a win today, so he's yeah. he's probably really happy right now. He or whenever is. he listens to this or watches this, he's gonna be really happy yes. that Kevin Absolutely. has not joined the exclusive club of <laughs> of who you got winners. Yeah, Corey started out what like oh and 
he didn't get he didn't get a win like last week. Yeah, I mean it took him forever <laughs> to get one, so ago. no wonder he didn't want me to win. I'm not surprised there. Uh, so I lead nineteen to seventeen to thirteen to one to one. I don't know. I still I I, I still think I won, but I'll, I'll gladly split the points with you and give Stucky none. You're almost you're almost you're four behind Stucky. For sure. Well, Cubs, uh, they get a, a win tonight. Seven to five, the final against the Washington left. Nationals. <laughs> Drew Smiley gets the call tomorrow. Thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsMet. They will talk to you tomorrow. I will not be back. I don't know if Stucky is back tomorrow. Uh, we, it's yeah, actually tomorrow. Corey. Yeah. Corey and Brendan will have their show. Corey tomorrow, and Brendan tomorrow. So. No, Thanks. no live post. Well, I don't think they're live. Are they live, Joey? I don't know. I'll decide later. We'll figure okay, that out. Awesome. We're well, not live tomorrow. Great we'll talking on Thursday, though. Great yeah, talking with you guys. Got and a special remember, surprise on Thursday. Oh yeah, that is, yeah. Make sure you tune Thursday. Let guys. the guy do his damn yeah. outro. All so right, enough. So hard. Sorry. There really is a surprise. Show. There really is a surprise on Thursday. So make sure you're right. watching. Well, thanks for dropping in. Fly that W, Cubs fans. We'll talk to you later.